This episode is brought to you by my company, Stonehill Wealth Management. Whether you're seven years away from retirement or 27 years away from retirement, it's never too early to start preparing. That's why I wrote a book, Selling on Amazon, Retirement Investing 101, a step-by-step process for building and managing a retirement portfolio. You can get a free copy if you go to my website, stonehillwealthmanagement.com. It's in the show notes as well. Go there. You can uh, scroll to the middle of the page, click on the link. It's a free copy to my book. Um, You can also just go directly to stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash retirement dash investing dash one-on-one. But the simpler way is just go to stonehillwealthmanagement.com. Just in Google Stonehill Wealth Management, I can't remember that. Uh, it'll also be in my show notes. In the middle of the page is a link to my book. It's a free copy. Uh, check it out. What type of investments are available to the average person? That's actually a great question. And I'm going to start by framing it up a bit because the the best investments are going to be really in two buckets, right? The first bucket is going to be what you're uniquely gifted um, to put your time and energy into. So for example, if, if you're an attorney and you own your own practice, uh, the best investment is going to be in uh, for you is going to be building out, uh, your own practice, right? So um, that's gonna be almost always the best investment from a financial long-term return perspective is building out your business so you can increase your income. Let's say you don't own a business, uh, but you work for somebody and you wanna develop skills, investing in developing those skills so you can increase your income is gonna be the best investment. So you can categorize the first bucket as investments that help you increase uh, your income. The second bucket is gonna be diversified bucket, right? Something that you uh, may not be gifted, um, you don't know a lot about. Um, So diversification is how you protect yourself um, when you're investing in things you don't fully understand, right? Spreading your money out in multiple different places um, so you don't get hit all at once in one area and get wiped out. And, and that's where diversified stock portfolios or low-cost mutual fund portfolios come into play for most people. Um, and let me let me kind of break that down a, a little bit a little bit more, right? So um, if you own, for example, and I'll and I'll just give an idea. If you own 500 or 1,000 different um, stocks. Um, in a portfolio that do business in the United States of America, uh, you, and, and you and you build it right, and you own ones that are doing business across the world that are in a, that are in um, but that are based in the U.S. and or just based around the world, right? But let's say 500 to 1,000 companies that do business around the world. Um, then, for all those companies, for you to lose all your money, all those companies have to go to zero, and you got to think. If I own companies like Home Depot, Apple, Microsoft, right? Because if you own a big portfolio like that of all those companies, you're probably going to have those types of companies in there. If all those companies go to zero, companies like that go to zero, 
then you got to think, what scenario does that happen where the United States of America is still around, right? And if the United States of America is no longer around, then what type of an investment really would have kept my money safe, you know, outside of investing in guns uh, to protect yourself, right? Because it's probably an apocalyptic type scenario. And so diversification, spreading your money out, um, uh, protects your money as much as you can protect it outside of an Armageddon type scenario. And so the, the second bucket, the first five investments are gonna be um, um, the second best investment for, uh, for the average uh, person. And you can do that through, um, if you have enough money to buy 500 or 1,000 or more individual stocks, you can do that. There are some platforms uh, like Folio, which is a company that I use that lets clients buy a fraction, fractional shares. So you can build a 500,000 plus or more stock portfolio with not that much money. Uh, you can also go the route of buying uh, um, mutual funds, but I recommend you go to uh, the low cost mutual funds that are index funds or exchange traded funds because they have a lower cost um, of building a portfolio uh, using those funds. And so those are available uh, to the average investor. And you can wrap those investments in an IRA, 401k or individual account. Um, so the type of account, um, We'll just give you different tax rules, but those are going to be the same investments. And, and so I started with those two because those are going to be uh, the two best, in my opinion, uh, for uh, the average investor. Now moving outside of that, what does the average person have access to? You can always invest in real estate, but I would, but I would make sure that you understand real estate. Uh, and I'm not talking about buying a house. I'm talking about as an investment property. But make sure you educate yourself to where you know what you're doing. A lot of what people invest in real estate, and I think it's an amazing asset class and a great diversifier. But don't go in thinking you're going to be able to read a book or go to a training on a weekend and be a good real estate investor because you can lose a lot of money. You want to put the work in and put the time in to make it um, a gift or a strength so that it moves into bucket number one for you uh, before you become a uh, big investor in it. An average investor um, does not have access to private equity, um, uh, which is what a lot of rich people invest their money in. But once your net worth and asset levels at a certain range, that becomes available to you, but not for the average person. The average person does have access after a new rule to invest in, in startups, but you wanna um, spend some time educating yourself uh, on the startup world, on the rules, on how much money you can invest. And, and really know those businesses well. Again, I'm just never a big fan of anybody investing money in something that they just don't know and that's not within their skill zone, that they're not gonna be uh, diversified. Um, but, but at some level, uh, it, it is available, uh, some startup, investing in startups. Um, and then other, you know, other investments that are available um, um, to the average person uh, are just gonna be you know, families or family and friends uh, start a business, um, you, you, may, uh, you may back them, which is kind of in a startup bucket, you know, but in general, people consider startups like tech companies, which you may or may not agree with, so that's why I'm separating the two. Um, but again, whenever you're doing that, you want to make sure that you fully understand what you're getting yourself into, which goes back to why I started it with the first bucket being uh, the bucket that you're gifted in, because you can you can um, 
measure risk because you fully understand it, right? It's very easy for a doctor to understand uh, whether investing in a specific uh, hospital or uh, facility may or may not be a, a good idea because they understand medicine. They know everything involved. They can, it doesn't mean they're going to make the right decision, but it means they're equipped if they do their due diligence to make that decision um, on that type of an investment, uh, assuming they do their due diligence. The second bucket being diversified bucket is just the way where you can just spread it out. So it's really hard for you to blow up outside of an Armageddon scenario. All of the buckets are going to require special expertise um, uh, and a certain net worth once you get to private equity. Um, but those are, those are your options. By the way, focusing on the first two, is you can make a lot of money. If you figure out how to continue to increase your income, let's hypothetically say you can only invest a couple thousand bucks a month, right? Let's say you can invest a couple thousand bucks a month or a thousand bucks a month. It doesn't matter what the number starts, starts at. If you focus on um, investing other resources into growing your income, and when I say invest, this, I'm specifically talking about, let's say you start investing a couple thousand bucks a month into the stock market, so into a diversified investment. Then you say, all right, I want to invest more money into growing my income, and you grow your income. Let's say you double your income. Well, if you just you know, use you know, some of that income, let's say you go from investing 2000 a month to 4000 a month, and you invest it into a diversified portfolio, you can get very, very wealthy as an investor over time because you're pushing a lever of, of increasing your income. It's, it's a lot easier to make an extra $2,000 a month of income um, and invest it uh, into a diversified portfolio than it is to find an investment and, 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 and over time build that diversified portfolio up than to try to find an investment that's going to hit up the park and, and equal uh, the same amount of money, right? So where I'm going with this is focus on increasing your income if you want to take concentrated bets. And I know I sound like a broken record, but this is really important. And then rely on diversification to keep the money that you do invest and save over the long term um, uh, as protected as you can as you can do it. And, and that's what I would do. I see a lot of people who get super fancy. They start making money. They want to invest in deals they don't understand. And, then, and they, a lot of them will over-invest in deals that they may understand and complicate their life. They, they might be in 10, 20 different partnerships, and they're always looking at their deals with their team and their accountants and their CPAs, and they got high bills on, on what they're paying, and there's just a lot of chaos going. I'm, I'm, I see more simplified wealthy people that will focus on a couple of key areas for doing deals um, and then diversify the rest of their money. And maybe they don't you know, maybe they don't get as wealthy as the person that has a lot of deals going on, but they have a better quality of life. Because I've seen at a certain at a certain level, as people get older and they have grandkids, enjoying your money becomes more important than making more of it, right? Because you know, once you have enough and it's you know meet your needs or multi generational, uh, then it becomes you know you want to really enjoy it. And so you can do a lot of damage with just focusing on those two buckets which if you can't tell now is the point of this episode. Enjoy your day. Information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make any offers or solicitation for any investment advice, any investments, any investment strategies, purchasing any businesses. Uh, you need to seek 
with your own advisors, tax professionals, or anyone uh, that you work with um, before you uh, implement any of these ideas, strategies discussed. Enjoy your day.